With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, this is Justin Williams with the Wolfpacker Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by editor of thewolfpacker.com and fellow co-host Matt Carter. If you can tell my mood seems a little bit better than it was on Sunday, it's because it is. We've now had, I've now had multiple nights sleep to remove myself from NC State's 30 to 20 loss in Death Valley. That was a stinger this past weekend. I know a lot of NC State fans felt it out there, but got to move on. There's still a lot of football season to be played. And the more you think about it, there's still a lot on the table for NC State to accomplish this season. They can still have quite a special year, but it's all going to start this week at home against Florida State uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time in Carter-Finley Stadium. We are going to preview that matchup here today, maybe start off the podcast with an upon further review of the Clemson game, and then we'll move on to uh, breaking down this NC State-Florida State matchup in week six. Um, but before we do that, some uh, reminders and for the listeners and viewers at home. We've got some new information here today, so do not skip through this part. Very important information for our loyal listeners. So if, if you skip through this part because you're tired of me saying the same stuff, well, I got good news for you. We got some good new things to promote today and moving forward on the Wolfpacker podcast. Uh, you can always subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. You can watch us on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up and drop a comment while you're at it. Uh, we have a new sponsor um, for the Wolfpacker podcast. It's called Rogue Shop, and it is a cannabis co company that offers CBD products, Delta 8 products. Uh, you may or may not be familiar with what those mean, but essentially uh, everything is legal. Um, it's all hemp-based products, so um, everything you order from the shop, is, you don't have to worry about the legality in North Carolina. Yes, regular marijuana is still illegal, but CBD and Delta 8, they are hemp-based products that are still great for your health and wellness, um, but you don't have to worry about the legality. It is 2022. Um, and it is time to start considering some of your chronic pain, some of your sleep problems, if you suffer from a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, these products can really help. Uh, you know, I personally use them myself, um, and I, I deal with stress and anxiety from time to time, don't have a lot of sleep issues, don't have a lot of pain because I'm still a young guy, but uh, these products really do help. Um, and, you know, for, for any of our audience listeners out there, um, you know, all those three things, I mean, I'm sure you suffer from one of them, whether it be stress, uh, sleep deprivation, or, you know, pain of some sort. Um, CBD is a very natural way to help solve some of those issues. It reduces inflammation. Uh, there's many different ways that you can use CBD, whether it's through lotion, through uh, edible gummies. Um, you can even 
inhale CBD at, you know, as a hemp plant itself, you can smoke it. Um, and then Delta eight is, um, basically more in line with, with what you would consider marijuana to be, you're still going to get kind of that buzz, that mental relaxation that you would expect, uh, you know, when you smoke a joint, uh, that's Delta eight. You can get that in cartridge form. You can get that in gummy form. Um, but if you don't want that, uh, you know, mental high, you don't want that buzz or anything like that. CBD would be the route to go because it's not going to be mind altering at all. It's just simply going to help you relax. It's going to help you sleep and it's going to take away some of that pain of yours by reducing inflammation naturally. So it's time to start considering, you know, not using all the manufactured stuff, go natural, use, uh, these cannabis products. And again, I'll give you the name of the shop. It's rogueshop.com. Head over to rogueshop.com. New sponsor of the pod. They're sending us some products that we're going to be able to use and we'll tell you all about it. Um, we'll tell you what exactly we are using and how it's been impacting us. But um, I know, Matt, they're on the message boards as well. So if you have any questions about any of these products, you'll be able to talk to them on the message board or you can have, head over to their website, rogueshop.com. And they have a chat feature there where if you have any questions about the products um, that they offer or, you know, you've been considering using cannabis products, but you maybe need, uh, you know, a push in the right direction for your specific needs, they'll be able to help you out with all that good stuff. So head over to the rogueshop.com. It's rogueshop.com. Help them out. Um, and yeah, great products. Can't, can't uh, encourage you enough. Last but not least, before we start getting into some football talk, a new deal is going on at thewolfpacker.com. I know you've been very used to me saying for just a dollar, you can get a year's worth of premium subscription. But as I've been telling you this whole time, this that deal was not going to last forever. And guess what? The deal has gone away. It is now a new deal, and it's still a good one. It's just not as cheap as a dollar. Now for $10, you can have premium subscription to thewolfpacker.com until the start of next football season. Yes, that's until August 31st, 2023. So basically a whole year there. It's going to get you through the rest of this football season, through basketball season, through spring sports, the off season, recruiting, all that good stuff. So you're still getting basically a year for 10 bucks this time. I'm sorry, folks. It's not up to me. Our, our higher ups say, you know, this inflation has just gotten out of control. And uh, yeah, you know, so, uh, but I don't feel sorry for those that haven't taken advantage of that dollar deal. You know, you snooze, you lose. So now it's $10 to get you that first year. You still want to have uh, unlock your access to uh, all the premium news and information, recruiting buzz, unlock access to the message boards on the wolfpacker.com. You want to be the most informed fan at your tailgate at, the, at Carter Finley Stadium. Uh, then you need to be a member of the wolfpacker.com and uh, act now because, you know, as this proves, this deal is not going to be around forever. So if you snooze, you're really going to lose down the road. $10 gets you through uh, the beginning of next football season. So take advantage of it now. Uh, $10 gets you a year's worth of premium subscription. Head over to the wolfpacker.com and uh, you will be able to sign up there. Uh, so, all right, Matt. Let's uh, let's talk some football. Um, upon further review is how I want to start off. Uh, we will have plenty of time to talk about Florida State. This is a big game. I don't want to take away anything from Florida State. 
But considering that NC State Clemson game, we were talking about that being potentially the biggest game in program history. We probably need to spend a few minutes wrapping things up there before we officially move on with the season. So, Matt, it's uh, what you've had four nights of sleep now mm-hmm. uh, since being there in Death Valley, watching NC State lose 30 to 20. Uh, anything else that's kind of, you know, crept into your mind, you know, more that you've thought about it, maybe any takes that have evolved or or a new perspective on things? What are you thinking now that we're kind of midway through the week, we've moved on to Florida State and uh, Clemson is in the past now? Yeah, um, in hindsight, you know, I've watched the game again, and um, um, I, I don't know if my opinion had changed too much on the game. I still think this was a, a game of, um, I think Dave Dorn said it pretty well Monday, that they missed opportunities and Clemson made plays. Clemson made more plays and she State made more mistakes than vice versa. And I, I really, you know, I probably think that there was a window in that second quarter that was probably a little larger than I appreciated for NC State to really get early control of this football game. That's not to say they would have won. Uh, but I think there was an opportunity there early in the game to get control of the football game, kind of control the narrative of the game, going into halftime, coming out of halftime, and NC State missed that opportunity. Some of that is a credit to Clemson, but some of it, you can't run into a punter and give them a first down on Clemson. Uh, you may recall, Clemson went down the field, NC State held them on the goal line, got a field, short field goal for Clemson. Next possession was a three and out. That would have been a three and out if they didn't run into the punter. Y'all have to remember, Mike had grief at the offense had gotten, probably deservedly so. Um, they did score on two of their first three possessions. Twice they went 75 yards, basically, to score. One on a short field goal, one on a touchdown. So, um, yeah, and, of course, there's the dropped interception. Clemson did miss some opportunities, too. You don't want to forget that. But I feel like a lot of the missed opportunities for Clemson came later in the game. They, they, they missed some opportunities to slam the door shut on NC State until they finally did. Um, but uh, I was pleased that Tony Gibson kind of took responsibility of that two-minute uh, defense at the end of the half. Bluntly said 100% on him. He said those words, 100% on me. I think he used the word spook. He described it, he got spooked, um, wasn't aggressive enough. Uh, Tim Beck talked to the media as well, kind of acknowledged that they, you know, they needed to be better. Um, and Clemson did come out with an entirely new set of coverage. Um, it was completely different from what they did the prior week against Wake Forest. That's understandable. And, and um, you know, and they tried to do some things, and it just wasn't working, so. Uh, I guess my opinion hasn't changed. I will say when watching back on it, the, the difference in the second half was probably more pronounced between Clemson and NC State than I gave it credit for live. I think the difference in favor of Clemson was a little bit more pronounced um, than I, I initially gave uh, credit to. But uh, that's that. I mean, I think it's one of those things that you look back on, there's some what-ifs in the first half. 
that I, and in the third quarter that I think NC took away from that game that it's still going to linger. Especially if they go on a great run the rest of the year. They're going to look back and say, what if, a little bit about that game. Yeah, no question. Um, I mean, I, I think for me, it's just, you know, come coming to grips with, with the result a little bit more. I think it's, it's easy to be, um, you know, when you, when, when you just watch an emotional game like that, it's easy to get super absorbed in the moment and, um, and face the disappointment. But my disappointment was more so, um, just based on the reality of, of the rest, you know, the way the rest of the season is going to go and NC state's opportunity to potentially win a conference championship based on the result of that game. That was where a majority of my disappointment was. I wasn't as disappointed with the play on the field from NC state. You know, would I have liked to seen a better performance certainly from the offense and would I have liked to see NC state go down there and win that game? Absolutely. Um, but the truth of the matter is that Clemson is one of the juggernauts of college football and they are the lone juggernaut in the ACC right now. And, um, you know, it's NC State's job to keep trying to knock on that door and, and try to join them, but it just doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight at Clemson. Um, you know, before Clemson, it was Florida State. Um, and, and look where Florida State is now. All of these things are cyclical. Um, but, you know, right now with Dabo Swinney as the coach at Clemson, you know, all signs indicate that Clemson's going to keep trucking along and there's going to be more college football playoff type seasons for Clemson than there is going to be like last year, where again, we talked about Clemson having a very down year last year. They still went 10 and two and they were still a really, really good football team. Or do they go, do they go 10 and two in the regular season or do they win 10 wins after the bowl game, Matt? It, um, my, my memory is a little hazy on this two, now. I believe they went 10 and two during the regular season they um no nine and three during the regular season won the 10th game in the bowl game that's right okay all right all right yeah so they i mean still a 10 win team still and you know nc state could have been right there with them with 10 wins last season of course ucla doesn't show up to play in in the holiday bowl that prevents nc state the opportunity for winning getting that 10th win but even even in Clemson's down year and even in a great year for NC State, it was still Clemson had 10 wins and NC State had nine wins. And, you know, it's still very possible that NC State's going to be able to have that special season, get to 10 wins, get to even maybe even 11 wins uh, this year. But, you know, you go down to Death Valley, um, you know, you can even you, they, NC State could have had its A game and still potentially lost that game. Um, but I think what's encouraging about that game, the more I think about it, is that NC State hung with those guys physically. And that's not something that's always been the case. Um, you know, NC State has always kind of positioned itself as the team that could maybe athletically challenge Clemson in the Atlantic, along with Florida State, just in terms of the type of recruits NC State's able to get compared to the rest of the ACC. Um, you know, Wake Forest has a, has a different strategy. They can't, they can't keep up with Clemson in the recruiting realm, so they have to scheme around them and that mesh system is what really made Clemson have a tough time with Wake Forest and Winston-Salem. But but the way NC State made it a game with Clemson for the better part of, you know, three quarters in Death Valley is, is they hung with them physically. I mean, they weren't – they were outmatched on the offensive line compared to Clemson's defensive line, particularly in the second half. Um, but on defense, you know, NC State was the enforcer. Um 
I just think it's really encouraging because NC State's not going to face a team like Clemson again. They're not going to they're not going to face a juggernaut like Clemson again. Every game left on this schedule is winnable, and somehow, some way, if NC State found itself in the ACC championship game, I know the odds are very slim, but I've got all the faith in the world that NC State could beat all of the teams in the Coastal Division, um, particularly on a neutral field. So, you know, from here on out, I mean, I don't, I, I don't expect any more of of these games where NC State feels like you know, they're simply outmatched, outclassed. Um, that that gap is narrowing, but there's still a gap. And um, maybe that leads us into our conversation about Florida State, Matt, because I think we've, we've dwelled on our sponsors in Clemson long enough. Let's talk about Florida State. Speaking of gaps, I think you raised a really good point uh, before we started recording this podcast. So we're going to find out if there's a gap between the top tier of the ACC and the rest of the ACC, and if Florida State is a part of that top tier yet, or if they've still got a ways to go to to cover that gap of where they've been the past few seasons. Florida State, of course, formerly the juggernaut in the ACC, has been rebuilding the past several seasons um, and seems to be on the verge of, of being back. Of course, lost a very disappointing game at home to Wake Forest last week by what nine or ten points. Um 10 Wake Forest was ten points. Wake Forest was an underdog in that game down in Tallahassee. And um, you know, just like NC State, Florida State's coming off a loss in this game. So I think this is going to really prove there's a gap between, you know, Clemson, NC State, and Wake Forest and the rest of the ACC. Um Matt, you know, do you think that gap still exists or or I mean, what's what's your hunch going into this game? Do you do you think um Florida State is is ready to play with with the big dogs in the ACC, or um, or is it still you know maybe a year out? Yeah, it's interesting when you look at that Wake Forest game. You, you saw a game in which uh, midway through the third quarter, it looked like it was they weren't right. Wake jumped out to a well, first Florida State scored first, um, which is something Florida State's very good at. By the way, they're very good at opening drives and, and starting second half well. So they clearly know how to script script to start the game. So four one and for NC State fans who will be at quite a friendly stadium, a dress warmly, and I'll talk about that more in a second because you know I got to talk about weather at some point during the broadcast. That might have to be a recurring segment on our preview yeah. podcast, yeah. the weather corner with Matt Carter. Continue, please. Yeah. Um, but secondly, um, don't be surprised if Florida State comes out strong. They, they just do. That's, they have an incredible ability to do that this year. They, they come in very strong out the gate with their opening drives a lot of times. Um, don't be surprised if that's the, the MO again this year uh, this, with this game. But um, the bottom line is they were down 28-7 to uh, Wake Forest, and it was, it was a bit lopsided at that point, and so we're going to find out a lot, I think, about Florida State this game, as you and I talked about. I think right now there's a certain big three, I, I think, that has kind of established himself between last year, what they have coming back, and what they've shown this year, and that's clearly Clemson won, with uh, no doubt, except they beat Wake Forest and they beat NC State. So they're one. And then Wake Forest and NC State are kind of two, three. Um, 
to determine where that shakes out. Oh, is Wake Forest and is Syracuse in that conversation? Is it really a big five or is it a big three and a little gap? And that's what we're about to find out. Based on Wake Forest, you think there might be a little gap. To Florida State's credit, they didn't quit. They got back into that football game, had a chance to, poten- uh, to potentially get back into it. Um, they didn't have a very bad kicking situation right now. It might have been a even more interesting in that game, but they got a terrible kicking situation. So it can be interesting. It can be interesting to see how they handle this. Their first loss. You know, one thing I will say is, um, you know, people worry about NC State psyche after losing that Clemson game. You might have a little bit of the same with Florida State. You know, they had emotional sellouts at home. They came out and just destroyed Boston College and night game in front of a sellout crowd. Then they had a got ranked in a top twenty five showdown with Wake Forest. Chance to go five and oh and really jump up the rankings and they lost. So they're not NC State's not the only one coming into this game. And I'm itching to do it. I'm gonna go ahead and bring up this point. Come kickoff Saturday currently forecasted to be fifty three degrees. By halftime, it will be in the 40s, probably. Oh. Yeah. I know that there's guys practicing in the heat of Tallahassee, Florida. Have not yet get a little felt chilly. the need to wear a long sleeve shirt underneath their jersey. So, as of right now, it is currently, as of recording of this podcast, 81 degrees in Tallahassee, Florida. On Thursday and Friday, it will be in the upper 80s. So it'll be about 40 degrees different for the Seminoles when they get to Raleigh uh, on Saturday. So I have a sneaky suspicion that might come into play a little bit too. So it's not as easy as people think. Just ask anybody that goes to Boston College to play a cold weather game. So just throwing that out there as well. We'll talk more about FSU, I'm sure, shortly, but yeah, kind of my initial thoughts. I mean, uh, you know, great point. I don't know if it really changes my opinion on this game <laughs> at all. You know, it's not like, it, I mean, maybe I, if it was snowing, if it was going to snow or, you know, the reverse were true. Like, you know, you saw uh, when the Buffalo Bills went down to Miami and played the Dolphins a couple weeks ago in, in the NFL uh, the Buffalo Bills were very much struggling with that humidity in Miami. Is it easier to go from the hot to cold versus cold to hot? Uh, I don't know, man. At the end of the day, 11 guys got to strap it up on both sides and, and uh, you know, got to play the game. That's why we play the games. Um, but, you know, that that's why Matt Carter makes the big bucks. He, he doesn't make the big bucks to point out the most obvious things. That That's my job is to be the <laughs> – was to be the guy that points out the obvious stuff. And then Matt Carter comes in and he, he, he brings the wisdom of all the little things that maybe you, uh, you haven't considered. I would um, say that too. I, I do think this is a good Florida state team. So I, I, I want to make that clear. It's a team that's got a lot of balance. Um, they have dramatically upgraded their receiving core and their offensive line. I mean, Justin will probably remember their offensive line wasn't bad. It was awful. For a few years, and that really handcuffed Florida State. And they've gotten a lot better at that. And today, never had to play Jordan Travis at quarterback. It makes a huge difference when he's in the game at quarterback. I want to say they're 
nine and four or something to that effect when he starts over the last couple of years. Um, he did not start in 2020 when they played during the COVID year. He did not start last year when NC State won in Tallahassee. So, and that makes a difference. Defensively, they sound. Uh, they do have that win over LSU. I'm not, still not sure how, if we know how good LSU is. Um, they have not lost since the Florida State game. They're ranked now. but they're tough Shouldn't as, be ranked. Their toughest opponent would either be Mississippi State or Auburn. And, you know, Auburn got crushed by Penn State. And Mississippi State's good, but not great. Um, so, you know, I think the jury's still a little bit out on whether or not LSU is really a top 25 team. Um, but I think this, LSU should not be ranked over Florida State. That is the flaw of the top. Yeah, I mean, one game, beat the other, right? They both have one loss. Yeah, except except Florida State's one loss is to a ranked team, a top fifteen team. Yeah, and yeah, Florida. Yeah, so I I don't I, I don't get the logic in that. Um, there, there's a lot of SEC and Big Ten bias in these top twenty five. We all know that. So. Um, yep. but I do think this is a good Florida State team. Do not give me that. This is, you know, Dave Dorn has said it's the best Florida State team they've seen in a few years, and it's not coach speak. When you look at what they've done, it's the numbers they put up and made a lot of good additions in the portal to the receiving core. Um, it's a lot to respect about this Florida State team. Uh, and this is a team that, quite frankly, it should be going back to a bowl and not one of those, you know, barely sneaking into a bowl game type of deal. I mean, this is a team that, you know, you look at their schedule and you can see, you know, at least uh, two to three. Yeah, it's a pretty tough schedule, actually, as I look at it. But they got a couple more wins left. Uh, I, I mean, I, I look at them as a seven or eight win team in the ACC. And honestly, if NC State wants to prove themselves that they're a good 10-11 win-worthy team, this is a game you're supposed to win. You've got to beat Florida State at home. Oh, especially at home. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, well, NC State has had pretty good success at home uh, in recent years. You, Matt, when you brought up that this is a pretty good Florida State team, you – Dave Doran uh, beat me to it, or you beat me to it with what Dave Doran said, but it's certainly the best Florida State team NC State has faced in recent memory. Uh, NC State's won four of the last five against the Seminoles, the lone exception being in 2019, when, of course, NC State had its very down year down year in the past five years, that injury-riddled uh, team. But uh, the last two years, NC State has cruised to easy victories against Florida State, and they haven't had to face Jordan Travis. And, um, and both have been, I think, what, the first year was injury and the last year was because of some flu bug yep. going around. Uh, you know, kind of fluky things that they haven't faced Jordan Travis yet. But to me, that's that's the X factor in this game is can NC State limit Jordan Travis and, and keep Jordan Travis in the pocket? Because, you know, we saw multiple times in that game at Clemson that NC State you, DJ Uyangalale's biggest plays were with his legs, not his arm. And you can't go a cho- podcast without showing off how you can pronounce his last name, can you? Yeah, maybe maybe I'll just make it a point to bring him up uh, in, yeah. in every podcast moving forward. <laughs> so here's the thing, too, about uh, Florida State. Um, 
They're very balanced on offense, but this is interesting. They're one of the more explosive passing teams in the country. They're 11th in yards per completion per pass, first in the ACC. And Jordan Travis's running numbers are way down this year. He's not running for near as much as he had in the past. Which, having said that, watch him go run for 150 yards Saturday against NC State. But it's a guy who traditionally had rushed for over 500 yards a season, and he's you know on pace to maybe do 100 yards right now this year. And what I think you're seeing is no longer him just taking off and running at, at first sign of um, turmoil or pressure. Now you're seeing him extending plays, allowing his receivers to get open and making some big throws. And, you know, you know, question is, can't, is the book starting to get out on that? And NC State realized, okay. You know, in the past, his tendency would be he's taking off. And maybe that's what's being seen here. Is a lot of DBs are get, coming up knowing his tendency to take off and, and leaving receivers and instead staying home, staying in coverage. Don't get caught looking at the quarterback. Stay with your receivers. Let your linebackers and your D linemen take care of the running aspect of it and your safeties. So, um, but they are much more explosive in the past game. And also, they do not give up a lot of sacks, which is something that was a huge issue for them in the past. They're now second in the ACC and fewest sacks allowed per game. So a healthy, mature Jordan Travis has made a big difference for that uh, Florida State team. Um, and having said that, I actually think the defense might be uh, – just competent. So they, they got a very balanced, um, complimentary football team there. With one big, big exception. They cannot kick a field goal. They really struggle kicking the football. Kicking the football. And I think I even read where they may have some uh, open competition this week to try to, to figure out that. Oh, so, calling the soccer team. Yeah, uh, is it, uh, and that can make a difference. Look, in a game, it hurt them against Wake Forest. And when you're playing a team that is just as good as you, if not better, you can't give away points. And um, He is four for nine this year on field goals, and his longest field goal is 30 yards, uh, the regular kicker. So, um, Well, yeah, it's going yeah, to be important, especially when you face an NC State defense that, you know, on any given first down is capable of making three or four stops in a row. I mean, there's no there's no guarantees against this NC State defense once you get into the red zone. They can force you to kick it. And uh, if they're going to be able to do that more times than not against Florida State on Saturday night, that should be strong advantage Wolfpack. Um, just to kind of give you an idea of what the national perspective of this game is or kind of a non-biased look, the Vegas line currently is at – Three and a half is what I'm seeing. Um, it's been fluctuating a little bit. I uh, I can say that, personally speaking, I got in at two and a half and love it. Um, so maybe you keep watching for those spreads out there, line movement uh, as the week progresses. Seems like 60% of the money is on NC State based on what I'm seeing here on the Action Network. Who knows how actually, um, you know, who knows how much that really tells you, but 61 to 39 is what I'm seeing the bet being in favor of NC State. Um, 
I had the over under in front of me and then it, uh, let me find that over. Oh, here it is. 50 and a half is what I'm seeing. 50 and a half, the over under Matt, you're, uh, anything jump out to you about that, that three and a half or that, that 50, 50 and a half over under. Yeah. You know, three and a half. Look, if you feel confident and you're going to win, I think if you take, give the point, right. That, that's a field goal. So you're saying, I mean, well, uh, it's more it's more than a field goal. I, I know, I know. And t- 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 yes, and then, uh, but, you know, I think that... That uh, half point is huge. That yeah. half point is huge. Maybe, maybe shop around, and if you really want to take NC State, try to get them at three. Yeah. I feel like this is a game where if Florida State wins, it's going to be close. If NC State wins, it'll be similar to what you saw with Wake Forest. Uh, a 10-point game with Wake at one point we got three touchdowns. So that's why I say if you feel like NC State has the edge in this game, had the advantage, and your gut and your heart really believed in NC State in this game, I feel like you should take give the point. I, I don't see this as something where NC State is kicking a field goal or down 20-17 to 17 and gets a late touchdown with a minute to go type of game um that's just my opinion jeff over and under is kind of more intriguing that that's a tougher call i think for me. i wouldn't i wouldn't i could i could see it going either way i wouldn't yeah. touch it but i can i can say that i love nc state uh with this with this spread if you can get them at three or if you can get them like me at two and a half with shop around hope that the line moves in your direction um you know i, I just think this NC State team is a mature roster. Yes, you're concerned about the hangover effect of an emotional loss at Clemson, but when you're dealing with an experienced bunch, there's no excuse for that. In fact, it should actually play the opposite role. You know, we talked about uh, before the Clemson game how we kind of wanted Clemson to win that game just so that they weren't going to be facing NC State coming off a loss. Well, when you're one of the best 15, 20 teams in the country, um, you know, the same should be said about you and, and, you know, Florida state probably should, you know, should have wanted NC state to win in death Valley, maybe feel a little bit more confident about themselves rather than get a ticked off group of guys that, you know, a lot of which made big business decisions to come back for an extra year of college to come back and accomplish something special. And I know that that was a, very upset locker room and emotional locker room after the Clemson loss, knowing that, you know, the realities of controlling your own destiny for your path to make it to the ACC championship game are no longer, but you know, this is an experienced group that's been through a lot. And I think they're probably already evolved to talking about, Hey man, we didn't come back for nothing. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't all come back to go eight and four and and get to the Gator bowl. I mean, you know, they still want to accomplish something special here and there's still a lot of season to be played. So many things for NC state in play that could, that could make this a very special and unique season season. One of which would be getting the 10 wins hasn't been done since, you know, Philip rivers was here back in the early two thousands. Um, and another one would be making it to a new year's six bowl. Um, and those things would go hand in hand, seemingly. I mean, if NC State's going to make it to a New Year's Six Bowl, they're going to have to get to 
at least 10 wins in the regular season, if not run, run the table the rest of the way and get to 11 and one regular season finish. Um, but all that's going to start this week. And the fact that it's a night game at Carter Finley stadium, um, I don't, I don't have the specific win streak in front of me, Matt, but I know that NC state's home win streak is the second longest in the ACC behind Clemson, of course. Uh, but 17, 18, something like that. I think it's in the teens. No, but I, I, I think it's uh, hold on, give me a second. I'm pulling. Well, yeah, while you're looking, I mean, I'll finish my point while you're looking for it. But, um, you know, this NC State team is it's a different team at Carter Friendly Stadium. The home field advantage is so pronounced in college football. I think last week, if, if if you'd seen NC State play Clemson at home, I think you would have expected a different result. Not saying that NC State would have won the game, but I think it would have been truly a four quarter down to the wire type game, or maybe NC State takes more advantage of those first half opportunities. I mean, look, Vegas is basically looking at this as a pick because the conventional wisdom is three points goes automatically to the home side, whoever has home field advantage. So they're already given that three points to NC State, being that this game is at Carter Finley Stadium. So they're looking at this value-wise as these are two even teams. And I just don't I just don't see it that way. I in my opinion, NC State is in a different class. NC State is a top 15 team in the country, Florida State is a borderline top 30 team in the country. And, um, and yeah, if you said it best earlier, Matt, if, if NC state is, is, is what we think they are, they win this game. Uh, 13 in a row at home. So this would be, which is currently the fifth home winning streak in the country behind Clemson. Now up to 37, very impressively. Oregon at 22, Alabama at 16, Georgia at 14. I don't think Alabama and Georgia play each other this year. 37, man. That's just obnoxious. That's just, that's just <laughs> obnoxious. It's, it's as obnoxious as that circling the buses routine to run, run down a hill. You know, that I think. It was an incredible environment Saturday. I know it probably seemed obnoxious, but, you know, they have an open air press box. That was an impressive environment. At Memorial Stadium, that was, that was, whew. yeah, and I'm sure NC, like NC State, Louisville, a few years ago on Thursday night, Lamar Jackson and company, NC State won that game. My favorite, my favorite college game. Yeah, I'm sure that was unbelievable, but we don't have an open air press box at NC State. Thank God, I'm not complaining. I'd rather have it that way. But uh, when you actually get to hear the crowd, I was, I had not heard that. In a long time, yeah, that was pretty, pretty electric. Well, NC, NC State fans take note, you know. I mean, look, Carter Finley Stadium is a proud environment. We know and they were back rocking. after halftime too. I'll throw that out there too. Stadium quickly filled back up after halftime. I will uh, <laughs> not comment on that. Uh, yeah, uh, how about this? Here, here's a plug though. <laughs> See, this is why you need to go to the RogueShop.com. Because if you have one of your Delta 8 gummies in the first half, then there's no need to go out to the parking lot and get your halftime beer or two. You can just enjoy your Delta 8 buzz you have beer as you the watch the Wolf Pack. This is true. Although it is overpriced and the lines are annoying. But they fixed that. They've made some changes. They got this whole new time. Okay. And you got the um, Rollywood. Was that what it's called? Rollywood. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The food I don't know, court man. area. I'm, okay. Like food court area over there in the corner of the stadium, which had 
food trucks and benches. I mean, there's no reason to go out. And what are you going to get going out to a car at halftime? Well, uh, a lot of things, but yeah, I'm probably besides 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 the point. Get your butts back in the seats with 15 minutes to go in the third quarter. Halftime always ends quicker than you think it will, uh, and NC State's going to need that home field advantage because I think you know if they're feeling emotionally off at all to start this game, you know it's going to get them right back in the mode. Is you know, 56,000 fans wearing red, screaming for NC State, uh, getting them pumped up. And by the time, you know, by the time the game starts, they get into the rhythm of the game. They're not going to be thinking about Clemson. They're going to be thinking about, you know, kicking these guys' asses because they're ticked off. And, and you know, unfortunately, Florida State is just the next uh, victim on the docket. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like NC State in this game. I, I think I like their uh, obviously like their edge on special teams. Uh, for Florida State, this is the toughest defense that, it, that Florida State has yet to face. I know that offense has looked good against, um, you know, looked good against LSU and Brian Kelly's debut, but not really. I mean, they didn't look that good against LSU. They needed overtime to win that game. Um, you know, I'm, I don't have the rest of Florida. Eh, here, here it is. They beat, they beat Louisville by four. Uh, on the road, that was before Louisville, you know, the levees broke at Louisville, but still, um, you're not thinking Louisville, some juggernaut defense, Boston college has had a ton of struggles injury wise, um, blew them out at home and they only managed to score 21 points on Wake Forest. So that would be the concern at home. Aspect. The concern aspect of your Florida state is you do a great job scripting out of the gate. I mean, they really do. They, they put themselves in position to score in the first quarter out of the gate. And then they did not score until midway through third quarter. They were basically shut out for over two, uh, yeah, pretty much over two quarters um, against the Wake Forest defense, where defense is not their calling card. So um, it's a Florida State. That's the concerning aspect of the Wake Forest game. Um, so. But we'll see. This will, this will be this is a really learn a lot weekend in the ACC in, in several areas. Um, but for this particular game, is Florida State in terms of the ACC power ranking? Are they close to the top three, or is there a little gap in the top three? Are they in the top three? They beat NC State, and then all of a sudden they're in the top three, and NC State's the one that now you're wondering if, if they're a gap between the top three and the others. So should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, last topic, if you'll entertain me, Matt, before we wrap up this podcast, I know it's been a longer one than usual and you have important things to go write about. But before <laughs> I let you go here, can we do a little thought process here of what could be the best case scenario for NC State for the rest of the season? Obviously, it would mean winning out in the regular season. They're likely going to be favored in every game for the rest of the regular season. And if NC State was to finish 11-1 and in the regular season, where would that put them in the national picture? Obviously, they'd be in the top 10, but you start thinking about it, you start looking at some of these other teams, you know, like how would NC State stack up to, let's say, a one-loss Ohio State team? If Maybe. Ohio State lost to Michi Michigan, I mean, I know, I know the voters would never – put them ahead of Ohio state, but who's to say, you know, what, what's, what's the big difference there? If your lone loss of the season is at Clemson, yeah. 
you know that that that's an that's an acceptable loss. Yeah, it's hard to say because a lot has to play out for other schools, right? So, you know, right now the Big Ten has Penn State rated pretty highly. I think they're number ten. But what if Penn State loses Michigan and Ohio State and drops another bad Big Ten loss, and all of a sudden they're not top ten anymore? Uh, so, you know, that is kind of the you know and, and look. Michigan played a terrible schedule, not their fault, but it was a terrible non-conference schedule. And you look at the rest of the Big Ten, and it, it's a hot garbage right now. I mean, if you're really being carried by three teams in the top ten, and if Penn State were to fall off, because they do have, they play Michigan and Ohio State two of the next three weeks. If they fall off, um. Yeah, they shouldn't be a difference between a one on paper, a one loss. Well, Ohio State still has that win over Notre Dame, which might carry the day if Notre Dame gets better. But Michigan, you know, on paper wouldn't have a whole lot more than NC State in a one-loss situation. So, um, but we all know how the national thinking works. It's a lot of groupthink. It's a lot of bias towards two Power Five conferences. Even if the Big Ten doesn't, they deserve all the plaudits for the financial aspect of it, but competitively, they deserve nothing. Nothing. Um, but they, they, for whatever reason, they get the benefit of the doubt. Um, but to answer your question, with a one-loss interstate team, I, I would guess they'd be in that 7-10 range nationally, you know, and, and going to a New Year's Six Bowl. I think that's uh, the most likely scenario. You really would hope that Clemson would be undefeated. Because you want best case scenario, Clemson goes undefeated. Uh, Wake Forest wins out every game except NC State. Um, and those are kind of Texas Tech goes out and, and wins a few UNC, UNC wins the Coastal, but NC State beats them in Chapel Hill. That would be a good one, too. Yeah, not that uh, I don't think that's going to get a whole lot of respect because I don't think the, co- the Coastal kind of been laughed off. In general, but if UNC were to like impressively win the coastal, you know, maybe not. But, um, (laughs) can you impressively steal candy from a baby? (laughs) Good point. Yeah. So, uh, those are kind of things, but that that would be a lot. What you really needed to win out, and then the teams that you beat and the team that you lost to also do extremely well. Um, but, I guess the next two games are going to be very challenging, and that will tell us if this NC State team is that good, starting Saturday with uh, Florida State. All right, well, NC State's got to make it happen. We will be tuned in Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, ACC Network, if you're not going to make it out to Carter Family Stadium and enjoy those red lights out there that, you know, I know they they had their debut uh, with the UConn game, right? Or uh, uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech was the debut. Yeah, so there's already been a big game with the red lights, but uh, this will be a conference big game against a big national brand of an opponent. So a uh, big opportunity for NC State. We will have the post-game reflections podcast out over the weekend um, to hear our thoughts on what happened in the game. Last reminders for the listeners and viewers at home before you tune out. 
Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to us, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. You can also watch us on YouTube where you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up. Drop a comment while you're at it. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, main account is at the Wolfpacker on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Justin H. Will on Twitter. Uh, last but not least, take advantage of the deal at thewolfpacker.com. It's now $10. Get you through the beginning of next football season. And that's not a lot of money. I mean, look, you, you really can't buy that much for $10. Um, but for the loyal listeners, you know that you had a whole year to take advantage of the dollar for a year. And so now you really need to have some urgency because if you haven't taken advantage of that deal, then you better take advantage of this one because like the last one, it's not going to be around forever. $10 gets you through the uh, start of next football season. So through August of 2023, practically a year here, we're talking about unlocks access to the Wolfpacker.com. So you can get all of your premium NC state athletics news and information, recruiting buzz, all the great content that Matt Carter and Ethan McDowell make day in day out. They work very, very hard all year, especially during football season, making you guys content and you're getting your money's worth for sure unlocks access to the message board. So head over there. Also head to the rogueshop.com, our sponsor of the pod. Go get yourself some CBD, some Delta 8. Again, that's rogueshop.com. Get some cannabis for your wellness, for your health. Get rid of that chronic pain. Be able to sleep well at night. Get rid of that stress and anxiety. So head over there and you can chat with them on the rogueshop.com. Uh, if you have any questions about any of those products. So for Matt Carter, this is Justin Williams, and this has been the Wolfpacker Podcast. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.